Thanks for tuning in to the Link Church podcast. Link Church is located in Charlotte, North Carolina, and is committed to linking people to the life-changing power of Jesus Christ. Dear Jesus, hallelujah. What's up, Link Church? Hallelujah. Good morning, y'all. Good. Y'all can take your seats and relax and, and chill out and... Um, just bask in the presence of the Lord. It's so good to be here, y'all. Are y'all excited to be here today? Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to be here today because there's just something special about coming together with people that you connect with, people that you love, people that are your friends, just to worship the Lord. I know we worship the Lord at home and we worship the Lord in our car and we have our own unique prayer time by ourselves, but there's just something special about just rubbing shoulders with somebody else and being like, man, your, your worship encourages me today. I don't know about you, but sometimes I come into church and I don't feel like praising God. Y'all going to leave me hanging. <laughs> oh, y'all going to leave me hanging. Like, that ain't me, Pastor. I always want to praise God. I, uh, my, my, my cup is always overflowing, and I always want to lift my hands. But sometimes I don't feel like it. But David said um, that I will bless the Lord at all times. And that is a condition of your heart. That is a condition of your mind. It's not always um, something that comes easy. But you can bless the Lord in many different ways. So we are continuing with the series entitled um, From Another World. And last week I preached a sermon entitled The Exchange Zone. And I would like to do part two of that today because I really don't feel like I exhausted what God wanted me to say. So we're going to continue with it and um, we're going to start or, or our text, our foundational text is going to be found in Genesis chapter 32. We're going to talk about Jacob today and, and um, just excavate some truths out of Jacob's story. The Bible says it this way out of the New King James Version. Then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. Now, when he saw that he did not prevail against him, this man did not prevail against Jacob, he touched the socket of his hip and the socket of Jacob's hip, hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Verse 26. And he said, let me go. This is the man saying, let me go for the day breaks. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Verse 27. So he said to him, what is your name? The man says to Jacob and Jacob said, my name is Jacob. Verse 28. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. We're going to pause right there. Um, but I'd like to continue with this subject, the exchange zone. Remain standing. We're going to pray. Thank you, God, for your word. Your word is powerful. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And I pray your word will do the work today. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated from another world. 
the exchange zone. All right, so last week I was talking about the exchange zone, and if you remember, this term, the exchange zone, is a track and field term, and it um, delineates the 20 meters in a relay race, that interstitial space between the runners, in which the runners transfer the baton from runner to runner. That is known as the exchange zone. So I want you to have that picture in your head as we unlock some truths out of the word of God. And I believe that that, that analogy really is a picture of what God is doing to us in our walk with him. He is often trying to get a baton to us and we have to get it within those 20 meters. I want you to know that your blessing or what God has for you, what God wants to get to you, has a time limit on it. It has an expiration date on it because time is a factor. Oh, y'all don't believe it. Time is a factor. And, and you may not want to admit this, but you are getting older. You're getting older and I'm getting older and time is a factor. So God works within the confines of time and what he wants to give you has to work within the confines of time. And so he has this exchange zone that has its limitations, that has its parameters. And we have to make sure that we grab the baton that God wants to give us while we have the opportunity. So Jacob in our text today, he is about to reunite with his brother Esau. If you know anything about the story of Jacob and Esau, Jacob, his name means trickster. He is a shrewd man and he stole the blessing from his brother Esau. He stole it because he embodied what his name meant. And he went through his life tricking and, and being shrewd and being shady. I don't know if you've come across any Jacobs before in your life. But, but um, I know a few people, their name isn't Jacob, but their name should be Jacob because they're just that shady. And Jacob, he went through his life being this trickster. And he ran away from home because his brother Esau was about to kill him. His brother was about to kill him because he had stolen what his brother was entitled to. Hmm, that's good there. Because sometimes the things we think we are entitled to are the things that we think cannot be stolen from us. <laughs> oh, yeah, you think you're so gifted. And you don't ever consider the fact that the greatness and the thing that God has put on you can be compromised by somebody who is trying to take it from you, your adversary. And I believe that Esau, he was ignorant to the fact that he could possibly lose his blessing. So when he realized that Jacob had taken his blessing, he went after Jacob with all of this anger and animosity, and he wanted to kill his brother Jacob. And Jacob ran away from the evil eyes and the murderous eyes of his brother Esau. And now Jacob is about to reunite with his brother Esau, 
But Jacob realizes that he has to meet himself. Yeah. He has to reconcile with himself. He has to understand who he really is before he can encounter somebody else and understand who he is. You've got to under, know that it's critical that you understand who you are and define who you are within yourself before you allow somebody else to define who you are. You've got to know what's on the inside of you before you engage an encounter with other people. Because other people will try to define who you are. And if you don't know who you are within yourself, then you will be misguided by the way that they look at you, by the way that they converse with you, by the way that they talk to you and engage with you. And Jacob is about to reunite with his brother. But the issue is, is that the Esau knows the old Jacob. And Jacob is not, he does not want to connect and reunite with Esau being the old Jacob. So he, he says within himself, I, I've got to do something about who I am. And he begins to wrestle with God. Now, this is God in man form or in angel form. This is theologically what is known as a theophany of God. It is a physical appearance of God in a flesh, uh, in the flesh, or uh, theophany can also be a physical manifestation of God in an object. So when, when God meets Moses at the burning bush, that is a theophany. That is a physical manifestation of God in the earth realm. And so Jacob is wrestling with this angel who really is the presence of God. And he begins to wrestle with this angel because Jacob wants to discover himself. Or, or a better way of saying it is Jacob wants to rediscover himself. And the problem with some of us as we go through life is that we don't realize, realize that life is all about rediscovering who you are. Because who you were five years ago is not who you are today. And the person that fails to continuously rediscover who they are is the person that will forfeit their destiny. Because you cannot be the old Jacob and get your new destiny. Jacob has to rediscover himself. And if you were to chart your history, you would realize that you have been evolving. And, the, and evolution is a taboo world in Christianity. We don't like to use the term evolution, but really rediscovering yourself is the process of evolving, is the process of growing, is the process of maturing and getting closer to what God ultimately wants you to be. And there are people in this auditorium today that are comfortable Hmm. are comfortable with who they were 
and are wondering why they are not experiencing the destiny of God, it's because you are unwilling to rediscover yourself. You have started a business or you have started an initiative or you have started a ministry or you have gone out there and started a group and you are trying to start this new thing with your old self and you're wondering why it's not working or perhaps you have started on this journey and it was good in the beginning but you're finding hiccups along the way it's because you are rigid and in unflexible inflexible you you are not pliable to the changes that come along with rediscovering yourself yes. I, I want you to understand that you have got to rediscover who you are. And you can only discover who you are in the presence of God. Because God has a way of being the mirror that you need, not the mirror that you want. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you, if you look at, it's, it's interesting because there are a myriad of mirrors that you can look at even physically. There are some mirrors that make you look slim. Let me not even put it that way. I'll say filters because we live in a social media world. We have filters that we like. We got the filters that make us look a little bit darker because it's good to be melanin. It's good to have melanin, right? It's hip, right? It's trending right now to have as much melanin as possible. We like the filters that get our hair looking the best. We like the filters that hide the blemishes that we don't like. And the problem is, is that we often choose the filters that we want to try and rediscover ourselves, but we don't use the filter that God is trying to show us. And Jacob is willing to rediscover who he is by, by, by looking at who he is through the eyes of God, through the eyes of this man that he is wrestling with. And Jacob begins to wrestle with this man all night long. To the point that the man says, let me go. Have you ever wrestled with God so long that he's told you to let him go? No. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe if you say yes, you're lying. <laughs> if you say yes, you're lying. You're lying. You're lying. Because I, I don't, I've never heard God say, you've been with me too long. <laughs> But Jacob is actually wrestling with God so long that this man says, let me go. The sun is coming up. We've been wrestling all night. And, and Jacob says something that is poignant. He says, I will not let you go until you bless me. In that phrase, in that statement, I find the word persistence. And there is somebody in this auditorium today that has missed what God has for them because you have simply given up. <laughs> oh, it's quiet because it's right. You have given up. You have given up. And who in the world told you to stop? Who in the world told you 
to let God go. The, the, the breakthrough that you need is on the other side of your persistence. Oh, it's on the other side of your persistence. And you have stopped short of the persistence, of, of, the, of the vigor, of the stick-to-itiveness that is required for you to receive your breakthrough. And a lot of the blessings that God has for us will require persistence. Yeah, there was a time when the disciples were in a boat and they had labored all night long and caught nothing. They were coming back to shore because they had an empty net and an empty no and an empty boat and an empty promise and an empty stomach. But Jesus got in the empty boat and he looked at the empty net and he understood their empty empty stomachs. And what Jesus did is he says, "I want you to launch out into the deep and I want you to put your nets down for a big multitude, a big draw of fish and if they had refused to put their nets down one more time they would have missed the biggest abundance of fish that they had ever seen in their lives I'm trying to tell you you've got to put your net down one more time I came to tell you you've got to be persistent and and put your net in the water again I've got to tell you today that you've got to fall down on your knees and you've got to pray again I came to tell you that you've got to take out your book and you've got to write your business plan again oh I feel the anointing of God today in here because somebody has given up too early too early too early and your breakthrough is on the other side of your boat your breakthrough is in the water if you would be persistent enough to drop it in the water again you gotta be like my daughter Izzy because Izzy is extremely persistent when she wants something you can't tell Izzy that you have a surprise for her. I, I, a number of time, Osby, a number of time, man, I've told Izzy, you know what, if you do this for daddy, I got a surprise for you later. Because I'm just trying to get her to do it and I'm trying to move on with my day. And would you know that Izzy will come up to you every five minutes. Remember, Daddy, you said, I got a surprise for you. Remember, Daddy, you said, I got a surprise for you. Remember, Daddy, you said, I got a surprise for you. And there are times, Keisha, there are times when I never intended to give her the surprise, <laughs> to be honest. But because she was persistent, right. oh, I could tell you, Osei, there are times when, when just by her sheer persistence, she has gotten it. And, and you've got to dream again. Mm -mm, mm -mm. 
man, God has uh, got me on this point a little too long, but I think it's good. You've got to dream again. You've got to try again. Jacob was persistent. And, and he said, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. I want to go to verse 27, if you could put that on the screen. Because I want to show you some key things here and, and how this relates to the exchange zone. Because the angel, the man, says to Jacob, what is your name? And he says, my name is Jacob, verse 28. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevail. So here's what is key, y'all, that <laughs> Jacob doesn't like Jacob. And Jacob needs a change in order to encounter and reunite with his brother Esau. So Jacob, when the man or the angel says to him, what is your name? Jacob responds, Jacob, because Jacob is who he has always known himself to be. But I want to show you that Israel, his destiny name, the name that would be his posterity, the name that would signify all of the generations coming out of his loins. The name Israel was his destiny. I want to show you that he responded that his name was Jacob, but Israel was really there all the time. Hallelujah. I think this is so good, y'all. Because last week I had my chains. And I think this week we need some chains again. I want to show you that Jacob looks like this. Jacob is not happy with Jacob. And what has happened is because Jacob has been a trickster all of his life, he has tricked his way to everything that he has gotten for the most part. He tricked his way to a blessing. He tricked his, his, his uncle Laban out of cattle, out of goods. He is a shrewd, shady individual. But Jacob does not like Jacob. And what happens here is as Jacob is wrestling with the angel, Jacob knows that there is something more there. But he responds when the angel asks his name. He says, my name is Jacob because this is how he sees himself. And the title of the sermon today is the exchange zone. So imagine Jacob is waiting as a runner. His name is Jacob and he's waiting on God. He's waiting on God who is the runner behind him with a baton. And Jacob is waiting for God to put the baton in his hand. But I want to tell you and show you that, that Jacob realizes he cannot be a successful runner. 
He cannot successfully transition with the baton that God has for him if his name is still Jacob, because his name is signified by the chains around his life. The name of Jacob resembles and, and signifies all of the tricks, all of the shadiness, all of the bad things that has happened to him. And he wants this baton because he is trapped in the exchange zone and he knows that God wants to give him something but he also knows that when God gives him this baton it will transform his life from Jacob to Israel and I want to tell somebody in this auditorium that you cannot continue to go through your life as who you were but you have got to meet God in the exchange zone and receive his baton because it's when you receive the baton of God that who you were begins to fall off of you my God because you can't run as Jacob because you got chains on you but somebody in here needs to know that who you really are has always been inside of you. So he is a walking Jacob and a walking Israel. Because Israel has always been in Jacob. It's just that Israel has never come out because Israel has been cloaked and chained up by Jacob. Oh, I feel God today. You've got to realize that the greatness of God has always been in you, even if you don't see it right now. How are you saying that, preacher? Because, because it's in the word. Because I know of a story and a little boy named David. He was a kid when he was anointed king. He was a kid. And within that kid was a king. The king was always inside of the kid. Hallelujah. He was a walking kid, but there was a king inside of him. And when he went to the battle to kill Goliath, his brothers and King Saul, all they saw in David was the kid. But they never saw the king that was wrapped up in the kid. I feel God in here. Uh, there is a king, a destiny you inside of you. And the problem is, is that you don't believe what's inside of you because of how people view you. And they always see the kid, but they never realize that there's a king. But when you meet God in the exchange zone, and when you feel the presence of God, and when God anoints you and says you are no longer Jacob, but you are Israel, then you reach out for the baton. And it's like every chain begins to fall off of your life because you have embraced who you always have been because you are not from this world but you are from another world
God. And it was the Israel that was within the Jacob that was from another world. But it was the fact that Jacob had covered the entire embodiment of Israel. Why Jacob never realized that Israel was within him. And God had to anoint Jacob and say your name is no longer Jacob but it is now Israel because the real you is on the inside of you. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say neighbor it's in you. It's in you. It's in you. What you need to get to the next level, it's in you. What you need to reach your destiny, it's in you. What you need to get your breakthrough, it's in you. That business idea, it's in you. Oh my God, in here. Oh, the, the way to get over your depression, it's in you. The courage you need to go forward and do what God has put in your spirit it's in you I call every Israel to arise in your heart I call every Israel out of the shadows today I call every Israel out of the closet today I call every Israel to come out of you because God has anointed you not to be Jacob but to be Israel I release an anointing in this house today that you will no longer settle for Jacob because God has an Israel for you. He has an Israel for you. And it's not about who you were, but it's about who you are and who you were often overshadows who you are. And what happens in the text, if you go down to verse 28, Jacob is empowered. And Jermaine, his name is changed to Israel. If you've ever had an encounter with God, it's like he changes your name. <laughs> he changes his name to Israel. And in verse 28, says, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. But in verse 29, I believe, is where I want to go. Verse 30, it says, Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, face to face, and my life is preserved. Verse 31, and just as he crossed over Penuel, the sun rose on him, this is Jacob, and he limped on his hip. Go back to verse 25, because I want to show y'all something. Jacob wrestles with this angel. And when the angel saw that Jacob did not win against him, he touched the socket of his hip. And the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. So through the grappling and the wrestling, Jacob received an injury. Oh, God. And in verse 31, I believe, it says that Jacob leaves the wrestling match 
and he's leaving with a limp. I feel God in here. Because you think that your purpose won't come with a limp. Oh, you feel like because you have met God that you won't get a limp. Hallelujah. Jacob has to go back to his family. He has to meet his brother that he hasn't seen in decades. And he has to meet him with a limp. And you would have thought, if I was writing the Bible, I, I would have written it in a way where Jacob comes out stronger, not seemingly weaker. Hallelujah. And the problem we have today is we think that our purpose will come without a limp. Mm. But when you encounter a real purpose from God, he gives you a limp. Hallelujah. And you felt like your business wouldn't struggle. Hallelujah. You felt like your marriage would never struggle. You felt like you would never get sick like this. You felt like you would never have to go to the doctor as many times as you got to go. And you're wondering where God is. And God is in your limp. <laughs> Every time Jacob, who is now Israel, takes a step, he's reminded of the God that he met one day and changed his name. And I want to tell y'all that God requires that you live your purpose with a limp. God requires that you go through life with a limp. My God in here. He requires that if you want your name to be changed and if you want to reach your destiny, he will require a limp. Hallelujah. And the limp is the price you have to pay because when God gives you a baton in the exchange zone, it's not really a baton. It's a cross. Because my Christ, when he was fulfilling his purpose, he had to walk with a cross. Hallelujah. And it was the weight of the cross, Shamando, that caused him to limp. And if you're going to be like Christ, he says, if any man come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. And Link Church is a church of purpose. You will find your purpose here. You will walk in your destiny here. But it's going to come with a limp. You're going to have to serve when you don't want to serve. You're going to have to sacrifice time with your family when you don't want to. Huh? Because your purpose requires a limp. And if you're going to walk close with God, he's going to hit you in ways you never experienced and never thought was coming. And I shared last week that when my family came here to Charlotte, we got a limp. 
Hallelujah. And, and this limp won't last always. But, but in different seasons in your life, you will experience a limp. And there was a, a limp of poverty that came on our family. And we had to go through great poverty as we built this church. We had to go through great poverty as we shook hands and gave hugs. We had to go through great poverty as we smiled and empowered people because that was our limp. And your limp does not excuse you from serving. Shama. Your limp does not excuse you from your purpose. Your limp does not excuse you from being great because you can still be great with a limp. And life has gotten to you and has afflicted you. And you're saying, why, God? Why, why has this happened to me? It's your limp. And you're going to have to go through it because it's your limp. But you can still be Israel with a limp. And that's what happens in the exchange zone is God drops your chains, gives you a baton, which is a cross, and says, now run. Run like the wind with a cross and a limp. And you're saying, God, I, God it was hard for me to run in chains, but now it's even worse. God is worse now. And he says, I'm with you. Run. God, I'm feeling so much heartache and pain. I'm with you. Run. God, I don't understand what you're doing. I'm with you. Run. God, this didn't turn out like I expected. I'm with you. Run. It's the exchange zone. Everyone stand because I'm done. Some people will look at what's going to happen. This is why certain people backslide. It's because they say, God, I signed up for the name change, but I didn't sign up for the limp. Hallelujah. So people backslide in church because they realize that after they meet God and start walking in purpose, how severe their limp is. And they say, God, I'd rather be Jacob and be in chains than have this limp. And I come for somebody today that says, God, I know what it's like to be Jacob. I know what it's like to live in my past. I know what it was like to be outside of my purpose and destiny. And God, I feel the limp, but I would rather walk through life with this limp, knowing that you're beside me, than be Jacob and not have a limp and be all by myself. And in the exchange zone, you will get a limp, but God is with you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. 
We hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. For more information about Link Church, you can visit us on the web at www.linkchurchnc.org.